Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, God, I ask you right now, God, that you will move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come into this place. Oh, God, I ask you right now, God, that you will move by your power, by your anointing. God, hide me behind the cross that you would give me access and ability to minister in the third heaven that I may rightly divide the word of truth. Holy Spirit, take full control. Bring forth revelation, God. Pierce the hearts and the minds of the people like never before, God. We in such a critical hour. Your people need to know that you are still the living God. And besides you, there is no other. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray, amen. We're going to be in the book of Rebecca, the second chapter. And if God allows, I'll be quoting from 2 Timothy 2. Three and four, Proverbs nine and ten, and Hebrews three and fifteen. I'm gonna be from different translations. But if I was gonna pick a thought today, it would be they that read it. Who is they that read it? You and the ones that's coming after you. You need to have a game plan or a goal. You need to set for yourself in your Christ walk. One of the things now is reproaching 2022. People, they make a game plan for this. They do all of this. They got goal setting for everything else in their life. They jobs, they family, they homes, or whatever it is. But nobody ever sets a goal and a plan for their Christ walk. That's what I'm going to call it today because it's your walk with Christ. And a lot of times because they don't have a plan or they do not write the vision down and make it plain, they don't have an understanding that when things and trials and tribulations come in their life, they have a problem going back to the plan that they originally had with God. The word of God, it seems to be not enough, but sometimes you've got to take the word of God, literally write it down on the tables of your heart that you have not sinned or walk away from what God has commanded you to do. This is the hour that you need to write down all the prophecies. Pull them out of books. Write them down and put them on a billboard in your house. You need to write down what God is saying. You need to write down what is the plan of God that he has for your life. You need to write down the things that you're struggling with. You need to write down the things that you have overcome. You need to write down the things where God is telling you where you want to do and where do you want to be at in him. You need to write down the blessings. You need to write down the curses. You need to write down everything concerning your life. You need to eat the whole book. But we don't want to eat the whole book. And this is the hour that so many people are falling away from God. And they say they are professing Christ. But nobody is sticking to the plan of God. Everybody's allowing these little bitty zores to take them off of the plan and the blueprint that God has for their life. There's going to be pastors falling. There's going to be saints and sheep falling. There's going to be the world that's going to fall. Everybody that's not running in the things of God are going to suffer because they did not hold fast. And everybody thinking now that's walking with these gifts and think they can prophesy and see in the spirit, but yet you can't see what you're doing wrong. There's a thing that's coming now. Huh? It's a deception. It's already here in the land. And it's getting the ones that's gifted. Huh? You're looking at all the people out there in the world huh? that's gotten taken away. Huh? But he is twisting the gift because people are not in a place of prayer and really hearing from the true and living God. They're making everything else in their lives out of idols. 
but they're not hearing the plan, the plan of God for their life. Before we go into Habakkuk, the second chapter, one of the things I want to tell you, there's seven dispensations. We're in the sixth dispensation, which is the church age, but I want to talk and read from the uh, second dispensation. The second dispensation is called the dispensation of conscience. An inner feeling or voice viewed as acting as a guide to the righteous or the wrongness of one's behavior. We're talking about the consciousness. The second dispensation. God has been dealing with me about the second dispensation because people are walking well into their own consciousness. When God speaks, you need to write the vision down and make it plain. They that can read it will run. But they're in it to their own consciousness. They're doing divination. They're conjuring up all kind of demons, all type of things. As I was coming to the church today, it was a man that had on his car that he worshiped. He says, nature is my church. That is not the word of God. And somebody that doesn't know the word of God is going to think and take that, oh yeah, God created nature, so I'm going to worship nature. That is not the will of God. Nature is not your church. Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, giving you the right to the tree of life. Through hell and his shed blood on Calvary, you have a right to the tree of life. And that means you have a, re a kinsman redeemer, somebody that you can go to and repent, turn from your wicked ways, and walk according to the will of God in your life. They that read it. And this is what it's saying about the dispensation of, of consciousness. This dispensation demonstrates what mankind will do if left to his own will and consciousness. You need to understand what is going on in this hour. Man is left to their own consciousness and everybody thinking that they follow a God or whatever God it is, they don't understand what God is saying. Huh? And that's why in this hour, I said, God, why you keep dealing with me about this dispensation, the second dispensation of consciousness because everybody thinks they're hearing God, but they don't understand that spirit is not governed by the word of God. Nobody wants to submit. Nobody wants to do what the voice and the will of God is telling them. Y'all at times God is telling you to do opposite of what you're feeling. Everybody's emotional now. You can't say nothing. You can't do nothing. Everybody's feeling a certain type of way about everybody. I say, God, look at this. The dispensation of consciousness. It says, and it lasted about 1,656 years. It says, years from the time of Adam and Eve. It says, eviction from the garden until the flood. And the Bible says, they're going to be eating and drinking as in the days of Moses. And you got to understand something. The signs are all around us, but people are still stuck in their head, in their consciousness. This is the hour there's going to be a great falling away from where the faith. And it's a strong delusion. And he's taking the church down. Thousands by thousands daily. Listen to this. If man was, mankind was left to his own will and consciousness, which have been tainted by the inherited sin nature, it isn't it strange now that people 
reverting back to what they used to do. And God has brought great deliverance. This has been the greatest hour. It's the church age where God is calling for the mankind all over the world. Souls into him. But now, I told you there's another in Another generation is coming. There's another Gentile generation out of this that's coming that God is drawing. Because they have a, a will and a desire to heal. And to hear the voice of God and to receive deliverance, to receive the word of God. This Gentile nation, it's like they are just like they got the blessing of God. And now God is not going to give them what they want. Now they're going to revert and do something else. And they make up their own kind of gods and idols and their things that they have to do to keep their blessings flowing because God is moving a different way. You got to understand something. God is not a God just going to sit there and bless you all the time knowing that you're going is taking you away from him. You need to understand something. The enemy's going to come after every blessing, after everything that God is doing and pouring out. And you got to understand something. We're finna get ready for the next great revival, which is going to be in the street. And you need to understand something. God is trying to prepare this Gentile nation that has been in the church to go out and win the loss. But now they're too clean. Now that, that's beyond them. No, that's for somebody else. But I'm going to tell you something. God is going to bring something to America and all over the world. The pastors and everybody else is going to be in the street witnessing to Jesus Christ. One thing about it is your arms are too short to box with God. God always gives his, um, gets his way and does what he wants to do. You need to understand what God is saying in this hour. God is doing an outpouring by his spirit. That means he's strengthening people by his spirit. But people are rejecting what he's saying because they want God to strengthen them with their blessing. The house, the money, and the land. This is not the hour for the, for the blessing of the house, money, and oil. God has done it for years. Now is the blessing for the inward power of the Holy Ghost. But people are not ready for that. There were five aspects of this dispensation. It says number one was curse of the serpent. Two, a change in child, I mean womanhood and childbearing. Curse on nature, imposing a difficult work on mankind to produce food. And it says, read the promise of Christ as the seed which will bruise the serpent's head. And this is the promise that's going to happen that God has already said in his word. Jesus Christ is the only one that's going to be able to save you in this hour. And if you're not in Jesus Christ and that you've made up another Christ, that you testify, and Paul talks about this, you're going to be in a great disappointment. Let's go to Habakkuk. Second chapter. I'm going to give you a little recount. Habakkuk is posing two types of questions to God. And, and, and he's going to, and God is, is not doing what he wants to do and he thinking it's going to happen now but a lot of times God has a way down the road when he brings it out so he's telling Habakkuk I'm going to do the judgment that's coming upon Babylon but I'm going to do it in my time but I'm going to talk about this 
from a perspective of writing things down, even though it's tearing or delaying or seem like it's being hindered. But God says, write the vision down. Make it plain. They that read it. That means whether you're dead and gone, your children, your family, your husband, your wife can all read what God has promised in the family. If God has promised it to the woman, he's promised it to the daughter. If he promised it to the son, he's promised it to the father. And you need to understand what is happening in this hour. That's why such a disarray and a disconnection in the family in this hour. But God is bringing healing to the nations. Healing to the families. God is trying to work on the inward part of man, but man don't want to be worked on the inward part. Man is so busy on the outward part, but the outward part is not going to glorify God. It's what defiles a man is what's on the inside or comes out of a man. Huh? And that's why you can be saved, cussing, fussing, speaking tongues, and have no conscience about what you're doing. There's something that's going on. Habakkuk, the second chapter, second verse. Then the Lord answered and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablet that he may run who reads it. It didn't say that he who runs may read it, but that he may run who reads it. And it's going to cause that person whether it's you or somebody in your family, when they write, see what God has written out, it's going to give them the energy. It's going to give them the power or the enabling power of the Holy Ghost to continue to bring it forth. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. A lot of times we're trying to rush God. Even though God has promised you something 20 or 30 years or 10 years or 5 years or, or 2 weeks ago, a lot of times we're looking for God to do it in what we feel is his timing. You need to understand that your ways are not like his ways. Your thoughts are not like his ways. you got to sometimes mature in the vision that God has given you or the things that he's giving you to write down. And a lot of times we don't want to mature. That's just like a piece of meat when you take it out, to, out there to the outhouse and the smokehouse. Over a period of time, it's got to get seasoned in order for it to bring forth something good out of it. And that it's going to bring flavor to everything that you cook. You need to understand that flavor is in your home, it's in your body, it's in your children, the husband and the wife. A lot of times, because we are living in an hour that everything is right now instant. This is not McDonald's, this is not Chick-fil-A, this is not Burger King. This is the Holy Ghost power and it takes mature. And maturity comes over a period of time. But Habakkuk said, I'm going to wait. I'm going to go back to verse 1. It says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart. A rampart, it says, a defense wall of a castle or a walled city. He was in a high place because God has given you the vision. A lot of times, we're thinking that we're going to see the vision down there. And we take our mind from off of the higher things or the mind stayed on God that bring in peace. Then we want to get down there in the situation and try to fix it ourselves. You got the man, your watch. You got to sit on the rampage on the high and the defensive place of the walls that anybody that comes and tries to talk or come up against what God has given you, you can defend it because you're in a higher place. But if you're down there in the bottom trying to defend it, they're going to overtake you. You need to understand what God is saying. You got to stand your watch. You better get into a place that you set goals and what you're looking for God to do. If it's the miracle that you want, let 
God is the nine gifts of the Holy Ghost power. Let God be it. And let him work through you. What are the things that I've been telling God? I say, God, when I come into prayer, I just don't want to rush through it. I want to sit in that moment of prayer with you. And that's what's happened now in church. People get so busy and stuff, but they don't know how to sit. And let the prayer, and they be absorbed in the prayer. Or the worship. That God could speak. Because he knows time you leave the house of God, there's a storm, there's a whirlwind, there's a pushing and a talking and war. But why are you resting up under the anointing of God? Absorb everything that God is saying and doing. So many people are going to leave at the last minute. But if they would have waited a little bit longer, they that read it, You got to leave a legacy. You got to leave something written down. They, everybody may not read the Bible, but you can put scriptures in what God is saying. Anything that God gives you, he's going to give you scripture to back it up. Not just a sign or a revelation. He will give you scripture to back it up. Or some parable in the Bible to back up what he's saying. Because God does not speak anything other than what his word is already saying. Verse 2, 2 Habakkuk 2 and 3. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. God said, I'm a man that I should not lie, nor the son of man that I should repent. If I say it, I'm going to make it good. Just because it's not happening in your generation does not mean it's not going to happen. But a lot of times, because it doesn't happen when God said, or in our generation, we lose hope in God. That's when people pray and fast and go down. And all of this worrying, they're not stable. One of the things that I would tell you that everybody needs to put on their prayer list or their vision wall for 2022 is faith. You need unmovable, unshakable faith. You need to be always abiding in the works of the Lord that your labor is not in vain. You got to get rooted in this word. Rooted in faith. And believing no matter what it looks like that God can do anything but fail. Hope maketh not a shame. I used to think hope was going to bring Howard back. But hope make of a shame was me standing in what God has allowed to happen to my life. That the faith can be built up and matured over a period of time. That you see the miracle working power of God. That nothing comes or goes will shake your faith in God. They that read it. It's an hour you got to stand. And in your standing, you will see that God will not allow those that's down in the bottom to overtake you. The only thing that he said would overtake you is the blessing. Though it tarries, stay longer than intended. 
delayed leaving a place. And a lot of times we don't want to leave where we are. Even though God will give us the blueprint, he's given us the vision, but sometimes in the vision and the blueprint, it requires to leave who you're around. A lot of times we don't want to leave because we're afraid that the person may not like us or we may need them. But let me tell you something, when you're walking in unmovable, unshakable faith, you have no problem leaving because a lot of times God will have you leave. It may not necessarily you be the one that caused the fall, but the God can see something in their lives is going to hinder you, where to pull you down. But if you leave and do what God is telling you to do, and you understanding that what God is saying is speaking in your life, uh, that's why you got to be led by the Spirit. And those that do not have the Spirit of the Christ, they're going to be hard to understand and to understand and uh, and get a revelation of what God is speaking. Yeah, you may have a discernment, maybe you have other gifts, but the Holy Ghost power is that thing that takes you beyond yourself. Huh? You may have a wit about you. Huh? You may have this. Thing that you can feel or sense things but you cannot walk your whole entire walk being led by your emotions or what you feel and sense you got to be led by the Holy Ghost power even in this tearing you got to understand that God sometimes is telling you wait a minute wait a little while longer there's something in you I'm trying to do there's something in you I'm trying to produce they that read it a lot of times you don't understand huh? you if you break barriers huh, on this love of your life huh, and around your family your children's children will not have to go through those same barriers because you have broken through how can I leave a legacy and my faith is at level one huh, when God told me to be at five huh? so that means they got to go to one and work their way up where well, if you set the standard and held your watch and mandated it perfectly, they can go to five and go on to the next level. The blessings of the Lord make it rich and add no sorrow. So all the sorrow that you went through on level one and never came up, they got to face those same obstacles. But if you were up a little bit higher and been what God has called you to do because the deep is calling to the deeper, that means you can give them a deeper water. Because of the fiery trials, you got to understand something that's shallow water, that's warm water. Oh, but you need something to quench your thirst. And that's when you draw from a well that will never run dry, when you draw from a deep place in God. So those things that you look, took you out of, almost the fiery dots and stuff, they don't have to face it because you overcome it. They will have things to face, but will not be in a place that they don't know the foundation. And the vision was there on the wall. Write the tablets of your heart. What are you writing on their heart? What are you instilling in them? You need to see this. We got to come into a place that our faith is unmovable and unshakable. And that we got to hold to the vision that God has given us. But a lot of times we want to do that because we stuck in a place in our consciousness and in a feeling or a voice viewed as acting as a guide to the righteous 
right it says rightness or wrongness of one's behavior you cannot be led by your consciousness you better get into a place that's why so many people are serving God in 2019 and they don't understand that we're finna cross over to 2022 but they're still serving a God in 2019 that is not the God that is speaking now a lot of times we don't understand we get stuck in our walk with God and now it's time for you to get unstuck and be in 2022 but God is doing a great and new thing and how he's pouring out his fresh oil on those that have an ear to hear what the spirit of Christ is saying in this hour. Go to me to second Timothy. I want to tell you something, second Timothy. Two. Chapter 2, verse 3, 4 and 5. You therefore must endure hardship. Even though you got the vision down, people in your house are going to come against you. That's the first thing. The enemy now, he's working within. I told you, in this hour, the enemy is within. It's either in you you coming against and being rebellious to what God is saying or is somebody in your house that's against what God is saying? Because why? They failed to change. They failed to come up higher. And a lot of times we sit back because we don't want to be the lead. But sometimes you got to move beyond the hindrances of your limitations of your mind and the limitations of what you think and pull on God and let God be the one that gives you the enabling power to go over and above of what you thought that you can do subconsciously of your mind. And it says, as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, it says, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. Why are you worried about this small stuff? In this hour, you're going to walk in healing power. You're going to walk in deliverance power. You're going to walk in faith. You're going to walk in prophecy. You're going to walk in healing. You're going to walk in tongues interpretation. You're going to walk in miracle working power. You're going to walk in wisdom and knowledge because the power of God is resting within and it's moving and being activated because the vision has been written down and therefore you can run with it. It says, with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Jesus Christ enlisted you in this. He doesn't give you stuff that you cannot do. He gives you stuff that you can do. So anything that God is telling you, stop being afraid and do what God is telling you to do. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it comes, because the person that's coming against you the most is the person you're going to have to save in the end. And if you obey God, God will make you the ruler. And you need to understand this. But a lot of times we don't want to go against the crunch. We don't want to go against the pull. We don't want to go against those things that seem like it's hard and difficult. And we're looking at what they're saying and how they're going to feel and what they're going to do about it. And if this going to cost me this and that. I'm going to tell you something. Great is you. Is he that is in you than he that's in the world. And you know what Moses told um, uh, Joshua. He said, be of good courage. Be of good courage. 
That's what Abraham told him. Be of good courage. And you got to know there's a Joshua inside of you. You got to understand what God is speaking and what God is saying in this hour. You cannot be afraid. You can go there if you want to Galatians 5. And 19 says, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, licentiousness, adultery, sorcery, hatred, contention, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissension, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, rivalries, and the likes of which I tell you beforehand. And these are the things that is walking amongst us now. And it's in the sheep. It's in the fivefold ministry about the consciousness of your mind. Look and see what they're doing. They're doing everything contrary to the world. And the church is conforming more work to the world. And it's like they just threw Jesus out the door. Where was their goals? Some of them need to go back and remember what God has spoken. God does not change his mind. If he said it, he meant what he said. I want to tell you something that God spoke to me this morning about. It says, in this hour, people are worshiping old but new things to them. They think that it's something new, but it's something, but it's something old. And God gave, I want to read you what worship. It says, show reverence and adoration for a deity. Honor with religious writ. It says, treat with the reverence and admiration. It says, appropriate to a deity. But this right here, the second definition is what I want to tell you. Take part in a religious ceremony. As you are taking part in a subconscious religious ceremony in your mind, God said they think that they're serving something new, but it's something old because they having a religious, a subconscious religious ceremony in their mind, and they're thinking what they're doing is right, but it's wrong, and they don't even think that they're serving another God. There's a strong delusion in the land. Those that can, Ecclesiastes 1 and 9. And listen to this. English Standard Version says, what has been is what will be. And what has been done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. Listen to this. In this hour, people are worshiping old but new things. And you are taking part in a subconscious. And let me tell you what subconscious is. Existing in the mind but not immediately available to consciousness. You notice people are into deep thought now. They're into divination. How can you see in everybody else's life, but you can't see nothing, no demon in your life? 
Before I see anybody, I see myself. Because the word shows me, prayer shows me, fasting and praying shows me. Y'all are finna see a church that you never thought was gonna emerge. And it is emerging up out of the darkness. We're the light that shines in dark places, but that's not what is finna happen. And it is happening now. And God is not pleased at the state of the church. And the vision and the plan, the Ten Commandments, all the things that he has given us, we have slowly walked away from it. And we're serving other gods. In the subconscious of our mind, we're reading the word, but yet we're disconnected to it. Because if we don't want the word to pierce our hearts, that means deal with us in our wrong way because in the subconscious of mind, I'm right. The blood covers this. No, judgment is coming. The second dispensation, the dispensation of consciousness. This dispensation demonstrates what mankind would do if left to its own will and consciousness. And the plagues that is coming on the land. Only those that are covered and sealed in Jesus Christ. Not what you're thinking in your mind. But it's the word that's in the Bible, the hard book that you pick up. That's the only thing that's going to cover you and shield and protect you. And you better make sure that the blood is covered over your door clothes. When the death angel, what is the death angel that's going to take what is left of God out of you because it was not really rooted and grounded? It's going to pull up everything of God. We're coming into the last age and Satan is taking them by the thousands. That's why people have no consciousness, but the consciousness they have is of the devil. He said, my sheep know me no other way they follow. Why are we following all of these other voices? But now, have you noticed there's so much Jesus out there, but is it the true living God? And we don't understand. There's nothing new under the sun. Look at all the things that people are doing to their mind, to their body. Look at all of this stuff that they're buying. Look at all of these things that's happening to the world today. Look at what they're pushing down our throats. But we need to push back with the word of God. Proverbs 9 and 10. I want to read you three translations. King James, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the whole holy is understanding. New American Standard Bible says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. New Living Translation says, the fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. The fear of God is leaving the land. People saying that they're consulting God about these things that they're doing, but they're not really consulting God and they're picking up demons. 
They're opening doors that should not have been opened. And they're taking their minds and it's causing them to serve something else. And you are taking part in a subconscious religion, religious ceremony in your mind. You need to see what's going on. It's existing in the mind. That's why you got to allow God to take you over. You need to allow the Holy Spirit to guide and lead you. I want to read you this Hebrews 3 and 15. It says, we have come to share in Christ. If we hold firmly to the end, it says the assurance that we had at first. We need to hold fast to the assurance that we had first. You notice when you first got saved, that is the that is the foundation. Because you're in a place in God. But then God has to mature you. And he allow certain things to come up, happen in our life. He'll allow certain things to mature you. But what happened is we didn't get matured. We got wounded. We got hurt. Some things you did and God just allowed it to happen. And I said, God, I want to be in your perfect will now. Not in your permissive will, but in your perfect will, because that's my security. Sometimes you have to go back to the beginning so you can see where it went wrong. So you can understand your walk in Christ, where it is right now. What hurt you along the way? What bruised you? What scarred you? What hindered you? What took you away from God? What took you out of the comfort of the secret place that God had for you? In order sometimes for me to move forward, I have to understand the problem in the subconsciousness of my mind or in the consciousness of my mind. But we don't want to ask God the hard things. And I told you in the beginning, as you writing this vision down, you have to make sure that you write down what is wrong. Or you know that you're struggling with. And it says verse Hebrews 3 and 15. I read you 14. It says, and it has been today. If you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as you did in the rebellion. Go back to Habakkuk, the second chapter. The last part of verse 3, Habakkuk 2 and 3. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live what? By faith. And we're the just. And we have to live by faith. I want you to really think on. It says, they that read it. Who is they? You. Sometimes you got to go back 
and read the vision that God has given you. That you can run. That you will get renewed strength. That you can wait patiently on God. Whether it happens in your generation or the generation behind you, that God is in control of everything. And that we have to have a faith in God like never before. Because he's able to a deed exceedingly above all that we think or act according to the power that work within us. Sometimes you have to be the one that carry the vision. And those around you mature that they can grab a hold of it. Even though it's getting hard or tiring or tearing, wait on it. And know that God is doing a work in you. They that read it, I pray that something's been said and done. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.